Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to But Why Do the Podcast, where we have a special interview straight from San Diego Comic-Con 2023. We had the opportunity to speak with E.K. Johnston, the renowned author behind critically acclaimed Star Wars novels like Ahsoka and the Queen's Trilogy. With her upcoming novel Crimson Climb on the horizon, Johnston shared insights into her approach to the writing iconic characters such as Ahsoka and Padme, delving into their unique journeys while staying true to the beloved Star Wars canon. In this interview, she also offers a glimpse into the challenges Kira faces in Crimson Climb and how she crafts authentic and relatable Star Wars characters in the Star Wars universe. Enjoy! Uh, E.K. Johnson, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, I'm personally a big fan. I love the Ahsoka book. Um, the, the Padme books are some of my favorite. And just really excited to, to speak with you today. Uh, how's your con been going? How's your, the experience been so far? And how are you doing? Good. Um, I had like a 23-hour day yesterday because I came in from the East Coast. Um, but it was long because I went to the Her Universe fashion show, and it was incredible, so it was 100% worth it. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I know that we, we have the Crimson Klein coming out here pretty soon, but wanted to focus uh, more a little bit on Padme and, and Ahsoka first as, as we get into it. So having you know written those two critically acclaimed Star Wars um, you know series of novels with, with those two uh, perennial characters, what drew you to those characters initially, and how do you approach kind of delving deeper into those stories, having had them been told in the past and other in other mediums? Um, it was kind of uh, in reverse that it happened. Uh, the original pitch that I sent to uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press was uh, for three Handmaiden books. And um, when I talked to Mike Siglain for the first time, he was like, well, we're putting some movies together. It was 2014. Uh, we're putting some movies together, but um, we'll be in touch. And then we had another chat in the spring of 2015, and I had one of those moments where I'm like, they're going to ask me to write Ahsoka. I should probably finish The Clone Wars, which I liked, but I hadn't finished because I didn't want to be sad. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, and it was my first time through, so I didn't know like what happened to her at all. So I was just terrified every time something went wrong that that would be the end and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was, it was exciting. And then with Padme, um, I was... The, the Phantom Menace came out literally on my 15th birthday. So I was like, George, you shouldn't have. Like, what a wonderful <laughs> birthday present. Uh, you got me this amazing teenage girl with fantastic fashion sense and great friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so she was kind of the, the character that I'd been thinking about a lot. Um, and then Ahsoka kind of, I guess, crept up on me, for lack of a better description. Yeah. Great. Um, you know, and... Continue on that on that thread. Both Padme and Ahsoka are obviously super strong female characters with different and unique journeys in their own rights. So, what aspects of their personalities and experience kind of resonate with you the most, and how does that influence your writing when you're writing them, or even as you're looking at Kira in the future? Um, the thing that I liked the most about writing Ahsoka, I think, was that it's at a time in her life when things are terrible, um, but she's still she's still Ahsoka. She still has that happiness for lack of a better she has that lightness to her um and she's not like doom and gloom she's very sad but she's not going to let it bury her um and i i really like that in her in her character the way that she kind of pushes through um claudia gray has that line that Qui-Gon says but like fighting for the light not because it's like easy or whatever but because it's like the light and even though she wrote that several years after i wrote ahsoka i was like yes that is that is star wars to me that's what i've always been reaching for um and then padme is fun because she's good at all the things that like are usually weak characteristics um and so you know she's a girl and she's good at politics and you know action isn't her first response to things um 
And I got to kind of really dial that up and be like, but what if that was a good thing? Because like a lot fewer people get hurt when you do that. Um, and then when it doesn't work out, because it doesn't always work out, um, she is still willing to step up and, and punch somebody if she's got to. So I like that kind of um, different approaches to resisting um, that both characters offer. Great, great. Uh, switching gears a little bit to, to Kira uh, with, with the upcoming novel for, for Crimson Climb. Can you give us, you know, obviously not giving away too much, but maybe like a little bit of a glimpse of kind of the challenges that you expect her to face. Um, her story's been told so great in the Crimson Rain comics and in the Darth Vader comics and just everything that's going on there. So what kind of challenges can we expect her to face and, um, yeah, and, and the process of kind of going through that? Um, so my, my pitch for the book was that I wanted to write her from the time the glass comes down between her and Han in the spaceport on Corellia. Um, until about 10 seconds before she meets Darth Maul for the first time. And um, a lot of really terrible things happened to her in that 18-month stretch. Um, and to be the person that she is by the time we meet her again, um, after that time jump in the solo movie, um, she goes through a lot very quickly. And the way that I would normally do it would be like, oh, this person has triumphed in adversary by doing the good thing and the right thing and the best thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and here is not that person. She does usually the worst thing um, because it's what she needs and she's willing to sacrifice literally everyone. Um, as long as she comes out the other side. Wow, that's such a great point. And I think so much different than Ahsoka and Padme, and they're all you know, three distinctly different. But when you're looking at Kira, how do you prepare to delve into the psyche? Because that 18 months changed a lot. Yeah. So how do you how did you prepare to kind of write that psychological change for, for a character like her? Um, well, I watched the movie a bunch of times because I really enjoyed it. Um, and I... Um, I also watched a bunch, a bunch of uh, Game of Thrones clips um, where Daenerys Targaryen is doing stuff because I wanted to see um, Amelia Clark. Uh, one of my favorite things about her acting is her stone face. Like she's very good at like this incredibly expressive total blankness, if that makes any sense. Like she's very, very good at that. And um, it was something I wanted to not like bring over directly because Daenerys and Kira are two very different people, but to have to sort of fall back on a little bit. Um, and then the sort of physicality that she brought to Sarah Connor in the um, Terminator movie that she was in. And so I know that those are all different characters, but having the same actress and watching her move and how she does like different types of things um, helps me sort of piece the character together when I'm writing descriptions. Wow, that's fantastic. It's such great insight. Um, it makes you want to go back and watch Star Wars and basically just like a nice little filmography of Emilio's uh, yes. Clark's uh, filmography. Yeah. And I keep, uh, I keep getting, so TikTok will show you like random clips of movies all the time, and I keep getting uh, the movie she did, um, uh, Me Before You, or whatever it was called, um, which is like a movie with a whole separate set of issues, but the, the character she portrays in that is like so opposite to every other character really? she's ever done like such like a ball of sunshine like bright colors always smiling laughing like the whole nine yards serial optimist and i was like well if uh, she doesn't look like that character then i'm probably doing it right <laughs> it sounds good it's a good good barometer for sure so as a Star Wars author working with an established universe like Star Wars with so many passionate fans and so much interesting canon to, to balance, um, how do you g approach that process um, to making sure that you're still writing t true to yourself but still making sure that the, uh, the canon and the fandom kind of balances out? Um, I think the, the fun thing is that that's actually like the strength of Star Wars. I love the teamwork aspect. Um, and so like not only did I get to use 
you know, Mer Lafferty stuff from the solo novelization and Ray Carson stuff from Most Wanted, which uh, was one of the solo books. Um, I also got to use some of the stuff that Daniel Jose Older wrote about Corellia for the High Republic um, because I've just forgotten the character's name. The swamp, the under. Proxima, Lady Proxima. Yes, yes. Proxima is in Daniel's book, and as soon as I read her name, as soon as she said her name in Proxima in that book, I was like, I have to put this book down and go slightly change the Kira thing that I've been working on because yeah. now that I know more about Proxima and how she's connected to Corellia and like um, the the gangs and all that kind of stuff and like the the whole idea that like if you if you cross them they will eat you <laughs> like they're not going to kill you they're going to eat you um, and how that changes kind of like. Kira's whole approach to life, where like if she screws up, she doesn't just die; she gets eaten. Wow! Um, and kind of, kind of roll that way. And so I love that stuff. I love reaching into other people's stuff and just being like, oh, like draw this out, play around with this. Sometimes it backfires, and you have to take a character out, which definitely happened with this book. Um, but usually, it's just like getting to play with the stuff that other people have come up with and just draw it out and make it worse sometimes and yeah. uh, use it to sort of build the story from there. You know, well, the great thing about Star Wars is that there's always room for another comic or another yeah. XYZ thing, so hopefully we'll see that character um, in another another iteration. Uh, kind of continuing on that, for, for me, I think one of the things I love the most about your novels is your character development and that really emotional depth that you're able to, to create. Um, how do you craft such authentic and relatable characters in, in the Star Wars universe? Are you pulling from your own personal experiences, or do you take certain inspiration from, from other places? I think sometimes it's a mix of both. Um, in the Padme books, most of the cast came with her. Um, there weren't a lot of characters that I invented. There were more in Queen's Hope because I had to do the whole shipping mm-hmm. planet shenanigan, but um, there weren't a ton of um, characters that I had got to make up completely in the Padme books. Um, and then with Kira, she needed like three different gangs and like like a bunch of crimes and like just so I just got to keep coming up with more and more characters. Um, and I always joke that I like will name people after name characters after people and then like use character traits and sometimes you just see something and you're like that's hilarious and put it in the book and um, by the time you get to the end you don't even remember like necessarily where everything came from. Um, but getting to build an actual heist team um, and making sure you have all of the like talents <laughs> talents covered that you need. Um, much like with the Handmaidens, when I was building the Handmaidens, I was like, okay, here's all of your skills. Now we'll build the characters from there. And I kind yeah. of did a similar thing with, uh, with Kira's various teams, is that I gave them all you know, the stuff that they were going to have to do and the story and then built the character up from there. That's great. That's great. Um, as, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I, I think it's... I think I, I don't know how I would handle being a Star Wars author, um, having been in this fandom for so long. So, how do you handle that responsibility of writing for such like a passion and dedicated audience? Uh, well, my assistant does run my TikTok now or my Twitter now, so I am not online as I'm, I used to be. Um, but I think. When it came to Ahsoka, like I was terrified, like I was gonna break Star Wars or whatever. And it turns out, like one person can't do that by themselves. So um, it's 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 not as intimidating as I was thinking. And um, when I was, you know, at home, when I was at home during the pandemic, I was kind of, you know, sad about it. I felt really distanced and. I was talking to Ashley Eckstein and you know I was like you know what I just like what if it's gone like what if it never comes back and she was like you're gonna get 10 seconds into your first convention when you get back on the road and be like ah yes 
this is when I do this, which is exactly what happened. I literally walked into the convention center in Phoenix and was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. This is, these are the people that, like, these are the people that I write for, the people who love it so much. And maybe they're at home and they never go to conventions or go on the internet, and that's wonderful. I'm very happy for them. Um, but, like, it's the people you get to see are just so wonderful as well. Great. Thank you so much. It's such a... Um heartwarming thing. I'm glad that you're able to, to experience that. Uh, for my last question, do you have any kind of, um, I don't know, maybe parting words of advice or um, maybe something that people can get from your writing, especially when it comes to Star Wars, that they can kind of take away from them if they aren't kind of, um, you know, as caught up on, on all of these series? Because, you know, Star, Star Wars is a lot of books. So, you know, and, and any particular message? Um, yeah, even catching up for Kira, I was like, oh, Charles Buster. <laughs> Yeah, he went on. You went ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the important thing is like we're all in this for fun. Like if it feels like homework or an assignment, I don't want to say you're doing it wrong, but like you might be doing it wrong. And one of my favorite things about the High Republic is that like even though I'm friends with most of the authors and the ones I'm not friends with, I just don't know them that well. Um, even though I know them and I'm friends with them and we talk about Star Wars, like, I don't know anything that's coming in High Republic. So I get to read it 100% as a fan. It, it is the best. So yeah. I'm so excited about everything. Um, and I just kind of hope that, you know, even though um, people might know like a little bit more about what's coming with Kira, just because we know where the story ends up, that there's still that level of excitement as well. Awesome. EK, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, such an insightful conversation, and I'm really excited for, for Crimson Kime. And, you know, I might even go back and read those handmade books again because they're so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.